Welcome back to the Matt White Show. Our first guest ever, actually, on the Matt White Show, Christian Clemente, all the way from Miami, Florida. It's great to have you, Christian. How are you doing? Matt, thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. First guest ever on the Matt White Show. This is pretty cool. Not going to lie. Yeah. I'm excited. And really, this came out of just yesterday. Christian calls me as I'm I'm leaving the studio, and man, he just is like ready to talk to chop about politics. I'm like surprised because it's like what nine thirty, ten o'clock there, and you were just chopping at the bit, just wanting to get after it. I'm ready to go, man. Uh, there's a lot on my mind. I think I have a lot to say, and uh, just feel like it's stuff that needs to be discussed because not everybody's talking about these things. Some people just want to let these things go, and I can't. I can't let it go. So, Christian, before we get started, um, just tell a little bit about the audience, about who you are, why you're on the program, um, and then kind of we'll get into a little bit more on your political philosophy so that we can kind of shape the pillars of the show about what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so I'm Christian. I'm originally from Turlock, California, born and raised most of my whole life. Uh, and I currently reside in Miami, Florida. I work full-time for Turning Point USA. I oversee all of South Florida and the field operations like colleges and high school campuses. Uh, that's what I do uh, full time. As far as my philosophy goes, uh, there's kind of been kind of an evolution in the last few years. Um, I consider myself more of a populist conservative, uh, national conservative. Uh, some people call us paleocons, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, but you will know what I stand for. And that's for this country and for the American people. And I believe at the end of the day, they should come first uh, before any corporation entity or uh, other type of power. So uh, that's you know generally where I stand there. Socially, pretty conservative as well. Uh, as well. All right. Well, that sets out the framework. I, I would say a pretty based, red pilled conservative, very much anti-establishment. I would put in your political philosophy. Not the biggest fan of the establishment. No, not the biggest fan. No. Yeah. So, and that actually brings us in to kind of our first topic. Um, and this is going to be something that much of the conservative movement has been asking itself for decades is why we lose and why now. And what we saw with the revival kind of in the conservative movement with Donald Trump in 2016 and then up to now, a lot of questions moving forward. Um, and Christian, I guess we're just going to hop right in. I know the first thing that you had discussed on why we lose is weak leadership. Uh, weak leadership. It's people that, like our current congressmen, our leaders that we proclaim to be leaders, that beg and plead for us to elect them, to give them money and to put them into office for them to turn around and not do anything for us and, and to fight. Uh, big reason why we lose. Uh, you know, we have all these people saying we're going to take back the house in 2022, get fired up. I'm like, okay, let me get excited. What are you guys going to do? Why don't you go ahead and do that? We had the presidency of the house and the Senate in 2016 when Trump got elected and we didn't get a whole lot done. We barely were able to get the tax cuts down. You know, we're barely able to get that going. And like, if that's what we do when we have everything, what are we going to do when we just have the House, you know, and the Senate now? And we expect these guys to come out there and actually, you know, put forth legislation uh, to secure election integrity. And these people made it very clear that that's they're they're past that. They're on to bigger and better things. So I don't I don't know how, you know, they expect us to just have all this faith in them all of a sudden. So, Christian, you talk about doing something, putting stuff forward, meaningful legislation. What would be something, let's say, Republicans do get the House back, keep the Senate, get the presidency. What are some things that you would want to see maybe from a Republican government going forward that would put some more belief within the party? You know, a lot of a lot of people don't 
trust the Republican Party right now and they're looking for people that are going to fight for the American people, what are some of the things that you would put forth, say, Christian Clemente is the president of the United States? What are you going to ask your Congress to do? Uh, three things. First things, an immigration moratorium uh, for at least about close to a decade or so till we actually get a grip and figure out what's going on. And that goes into uh, immigration security, building a wall, securing our borders and figuring out who's here and who's not supposed to be here. Uh, first and foremost, safety of our people has to come first. You know, we've got to make sure that we know what, what's going on here and, and who is here. Uh, probably the second thing would be to uh, make sure that uh, as far as insider trading is going within Congress, if that stops, uh, I would honestly like to see somebody put forward a clean bill to stop that from happening. We see Nancy Pelosi and others just getting rich off of these inside deals the whole time. And they're buying shooting stocks around and buying multi-million dollar houses. And that's just, you know, unacceptable. And uh, probably the third thing I would say, um, I normally would say term limits, but I think there's some more pressing issues, you know, at hand here. Um, my, my third thing would definitely be election integrity and securing our elections. If we don't have that, it doesn't matter anymore. None of this matters. None of the votes matter. Then why would we even show up to go do so anymore? So it's securing each election, having a set policy here that, you know, after, you know, that the votes are counted, that these ballots are tracked, that there aren't any drops happening at 4 a.m. And there aren't any spikes in voting happening in, you know, four major cities across the country that swings a whole election. Make sure that these things don't happen. That there's no incompetency that these things, you know, video surveillance, making sure that, you know, this, this, these are all water, you know, time stamped that it's there. And, and Christian, I have a question good. for you. And that's not all mail-in ballots. Yeah. Yeah. Because every state differs per election. We all, we all know each state has election weeks, election days. I know in Florida, you guys were able to come up in just a few years and really clean up the way that elections are done under Ron DeSantis. But here in California, you can almost register up to vote. The day of I've taken people to register to vote day of here in the state of California, and then they're counting ballots for three months. What are some maybe solutions that we could implement to really change things around? I know voter ID is top of the list. Uh, some people saying, yeah, putting it as one day, taking it back to paper ballots. What do, what do you think is the solution? You know, some people do want to vote early and I don't necessarily want to take that away from there's some people that, you know, have to be away and they have to take it in. You no, know, that's fine. But as far as, mass mail-in ballots that's got to stop you send out a mail-in ballot if somebody requests it and that's it no more just sending it off to everybody just because that that's a problem and a half yeah and i remember a friend yeah no accountability my friend actually of mine actually registered her dog in california to vote and she got a ballot like it was a democrat she had a registered democrat maybe republican with a little little suspect but it really shows that our election process is broken in many ways but then we see things like virginia where glenn youngkin gets elected and you think oh maybe we have more trust in our election system right the system's maybe not as broken but do you think that that's a good sign of things moving forward or is that just maybe should we so very much don't trust the system uh trust but verify uh, always I'm sure you can say like, you know, I still have faith and that's fine, but I want to verify that it's working, you know, every single time I don't want to just blindly put my faith forward in it. Glenn Young can winning sure shows that, you know, a Republican can still win somewhere like Virginia. That's cool. But also we, that's one state and there's still a lot more elections to go. Yeah. And we have a whole lot more going forward this year in 2022. 
So that kind of encompasses kind of weak leadership, politicians that don't do what the people want them to do. And that's actually been a trend for many, many decades. And I think Donald Trump broke that in 2016. He said, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do this stuff. And in much of our systems gridlock. So the the fact that Donald Trump came in and was able to accomplish what he was able to accomplish in just, I would say, two years, because the first two years of his administration weren't very productive with all the Russia, the Mueller report, all that stuff. And now he he had gotten stuff done, was looking to get reelected in 2020. We still don't know what happened in the 2020 election. You mentioned election integrity. And the next point you have here is we fight each other harder than the opposition. I, I, I guess I would I would have to say I agree with this. I almost find that when I get into debates with people, I always think I'm going to be debating leftists. But I often find we have these people within the conservative movement and what the establishment, our libertarian branch. We have all this stuff within the movement, people that support freedom. But yet we're always fighting with each other to be able to see yeah. I'm more conservative than you are. And it's almost a litmus test. What, yeah. what do you mean by we fight each other harder than the opposition? Well, there are some things that are conservative. There's some things that, you know, might be, and there's things that just aren't conservative. Okay. And there, there are some absolutes here. Some things aren't conservative that are trying to be put forward in the movement that shouldn't be. Okay. And I get that. We need to get that out, expunge it, et cetera. What I'm talking about, as far as like this infighting, a lot of it's due to some conservatives in the movement wanting to be liked by the libs for some reason to get their approval. And I don't know why we do this. Why do we, and this is the word I use, simping. You know, people will say simping. Like, why do we simp to them and expect them to like us when in reality they don't like us, they never will, they hate our guts and everything this country stands for. And yet we still want them to like us in some sort of capacity, whether it's pop culture, in the media, movies, whatever, you know, something in there. Like, I don't understand why. Or even like legislation, like literally like, oh, we can't do that. You know, we won't get the people in the middle and this and that. We weren't going to get those people anyways. Okay. Exactly. So why do we keep trying to cave to them for some reason, concede ground to try to make something happen that's not going to be there? And we don't gain any ground. So I I don't see a, a ploy in that. And a lot of fighting happens because of those people. No, I don't think we should do that. That's, you know, we're going to lose people and it's turning people off and, oh, mean tweets. I'm like, you know. It's, no. it's I, I like how you use the word simping it, it very much. So and I think I think it's human nature that we we want to be liked by other people. People do not like to be disliked. And as conservatives, we continuously, OK, if we maybe concede this issue, maybe the left will work with us in the future. Maybe this one time they're actually going to be able to we're going to be best friends, you know, singing Kumbaya, very like utopian mindset. And we often critique the Marxists and the leftists that they want a utopia. Um, and we almost think that if we put out the olive branch and we play by the rules that we're actually going to be able to make in our government that are going to help the people. But often what I see is we put the olive branch out, they break the olive branch, they, they kick it and they light it on fire and then throw a Molotov cocktail. Um, that's usually what they do. And we're like, Oh, what happened? And we're like kind of wily coyote, right? From the cartoons, we like, Oh, we're going to work together. And, 80% of this bill is garbage. It's straight uh, straight pork, and then it blows up in our faces, and then we're like, what are we doing? What? I thought you were going to work. Oh, no, but we we have to uh, implement this stuff that we're going to indoctrinate your kids with in the education system. We're going to let people change their gender, whatever age, from like the ages of five to up and up. It's just, It's ridiculous. And then your last point, before we head to the break, conservatives don't wield power. 
when they have it? No, they don't. You know how, I don't know, we were young. We were young. But do you remember about, you know, after Obama was elected, 2009, 2010, the Tea Party movement comes around, you know? Yes. And those Tea Partiers were fighting hard. And they were sure were fighting hard. What happened? Like, what happened after that? Where did they go? Where did those people go? You know, where, well, where, they, what, what happened? All those well, people? most of them went into Congress and most of them became part of the establishment very shortly after. So I know yeah. that. They, they went in there and then they stopped fighting once they finally got, you know, what they wanted. In reality, they act like I'm going to go there. and I'm going to fight. We're going to get this right. And they get there. And then they start coasting and eating cake. This is the whole thing is we're going to take back the house. Like you see Kevin McCarthy fighting really hard right now. They're talking up the big game right now. What's going to happen again when he gets elected, if he is the Speaker of the House? What's he going to do? I, I, it, absolutely nothing. Do? Absolutely nothing. And it's not that. It, and, and the one thing I, I, I tweeted this out the other day, but we owe no loyalty to the Republican Party. They owe us loyalty and we don't see it. It's the same thing. It's we elect these people. We say, hey, well, they're better than the Democrat. Right. But then they go in there and that, they govern like a Democrat. That we aren't them is not policy. It's not selling me on voting for you. Just saying I'm not him or I'm not her. That's not buying my vote. That's not getting the job done. That's crap. That is garbage. That's what they're that's selling. Us, that's, what that's, selling. that's literally like your campaign. That's not good. That's not good enough. It won't get it done. Well, we'll look at well, you look at the Democrats now. They have all of this power. And they're looking for a scapegoat and they're still trying to tie it back to Trump, you know, Uh, but they're like, okay, who do we even blame? And that's the one thing is, see, is when you elect person, a person to Congress, right, a Republican, and they go in and they govern poorly, it'd almost be better if they had elected the Democrat, because at least we can pin the blame on the Democrat and run an election and primary them out the next year. But we keep sending people like Mitch, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy type establishment types and we're like, Please do something. It's like you're talking to a rock. Please pass meaningful legislation on big tech. Please. But then they send a toothless bill to, to Congress, and then nothing happens. They're good for passing corporate tax cuts and maybe a Supreme Court justice if you nudge them hard enough when you have you know the, all the opportunity to do so if you have the presidency. Yeah. And that, that's, about, that's about all I think Mitch is good for yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. And even then, I don't really like those justices right now. I'm not the biggest fans of them at the moment, but, but no, I, I mean, this is what they run on. Then we have people on our side that say, well, we can't do that because that would make us just like them. No, it wouldn't make us just like them. They want to kill babies and pump hormones into your children. We just want CRT out of schools and we should use our power to do so, to push it forward and get that garbage out. But Christian, so no, that's no, big that government. Would make us like them if we went ahead and used, you know, and wielded power, went and just did so. No, no, it doesn't. And yes, we need to use it. Yep. I'm fed up. I'm out. I'm out. I can't deal with these people. Yeah. That's the whole, we, we can't, we'll be just like them. No, 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 we won't. If you want to be just like them, you're going to have to do a lot of bad things, yeah. really bad things. Yeah, I think for so long they've run on, well, we're not them, we're not as bad as them, but then you look at the policy that we're, we're fighting as conservatives. Sometimes we're fighting for the dang ideas that they were about 40 years ago. It's just sped up. It's, it's managed decline per se, and it's just taking our time before the end. And we're actually going to be talking about in our next segment, we're going to take a quick break about why we lose and kind of get into some things on how do we turn this around for the better. Um, Thanks guys for tuning into the Matt White show. It's great having Christian Clemente on here. He's speaking facts. I know 
But we're going to have some debates coming up soon with some of our libertarian friends. uh, And we'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back to the Matt White Show. Christian Clemente from Miami, Turning Point USA field representative, joining us. Um, and we just talked about in the last segment, what do we think is wrong uh, within the movement? What do we think is why we lose? Now we've got to talk about why we're going to win. We've got to bring some optimism to everybody. I know we have. We talked about weak leadership, uh, fighting each other harder than the opposition, and that conservatives don't wield power when they actually have it. And Christian laid out his points in the last segment. That was stuff that we talked about on the show. He's like, we got to hit these points um, and make sure that we cover them. Now, on my side of things, we're going to be talking about, okay, we know why we lose. We know weak, weak conservatives, weak Republicans, all of this. And the first thing I just want to go right into is that we often fall for the trap that the left sets up for us. What I mean by this is that the left will put something out in the media, per se, right? Like we saw what AOC, right, in Florida this past week. And she owns the cycle for like three, four days. Every single time she's in, in the news. Uh, this time she was in the free state of Florida. But then we all always start talking about, okay, well, look at them over there. They're hypocrites. And then we don't focus on the issues at hand that are bigger. And um, the one that I used a couple months ago was, Christian, you remember this? Uh, what was it, eat the rich or something, or tax the rich on the dress. And then conservative media, we covered it for, what, about a week and then got nothing else done during that time, but complained and pointed at them that they're hypocrites. Do you feel that conservatives often fall for traps set by the left? Uh, yeah, literally, like, the whole time we're just talking about a fly on Mike Pence's head during the 2020 debates, you know, for I don't know how long while other things are going on. Or like, well, there's like actual important things happening. Like right now, we're talking about her in Miami Beach. Okay, uh, there's uh, the Uslan Maxwell trial. Um, they just sealed all the documents. We're not going to figure out anybody else that was involved. Uh, no news on that. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Uh, MTG is off of Twitter, and they're coming for everybody. You're not exempt. They're coming for you too. Not not a whole lot talking about that. You know, we're like the things you focus on, like dumb stuff. Like, I get owning the libs, but at this point, that stuff is not turning into votes, and it's just ending with nothing, absolutely nothing. It's it's not tangible results, and I often see it. It's fun. I enjoy watching. Uh, what is it? The libs of TikTok account. You love watching the videos. It's fun content. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, what are we getting done? We're, we're losing ground every single day. And then, like you said, the Maxwell trial, everything got sealed up. And we're not even going to see any of it. And I know even Dinesh D'Souza talked about it. They're over there having a margarita party. They're having cocktails at the, at the Clinton estate probably that night because none of it's going to come to surface. And then another thing you mentioned is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene being off Twitter. And then don't even forget, we're coming up on the anniversary of January 6th, and we still have political prisoners locked away. Yeah, there's we don't talk. Our side doesn't talk about it. Our commentators, our influencers, our congressmen, our senators, besides a select few, besides select few, because there are some people that are still fighting for them, MTG and Matt Gates included. Uh, we have people set in prison with no court date that are getting sick. Um, 
very sick and they're not seeing the light of day and nobody cares. Let's go watch AOC in Miami beach at a drag show. Yeah. And that, that seems to be the issue, right. Of the weekend, but we often do it. We often fall for the trap. And that's one of the reasons I feel like we often lose. So going forward, it's best that we talk about what matters about like what the affects the American people instead of talking about, like you mentioned in the last segment, tax cuts. We talk about how do we how do we get CRT and comprehensive sex education out of schools? How do we get it moving in the right direction? It's don't fall for the trap. Right into the next one. Stand with conviction. And when I hear this, I always think of this is Sparta, you know, standing with convictions. And something we often see is that the left will try to discredit you. You work on campus. I work on campus. We talk to students all the time. And they just call you names. Um, They make you feel bad. And you had said previously, conservatives like to be liked. Um, And we often concede to do that. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like enough conservatives stand in their convictions? Uh, Not enough. Nobody... Nobody wants to be the first person to have a controversial opinion or stand up or speak out against something else. Nobody ever wants to be number one. Somebody has to be number one at some point. If we all wait for the next man to do it, nobody's going to do it. So, yeah, I think we could use some more of that. Yeah. You know, and especially the thing, too, is we in, in, in dealing with these people that call us these names or accuse us of these very lewd and just oh, ridiculous things, absolutely ludicrous things, is to absolutely refute it. And now turn it back on them and now make them feel bad because they should feel bad for what they're saying about you and your family. Like just absolutely horrible things, calling people Nazis, calling them, you know, grandma killers, et cetera, whatever it might be. No, you don't let those people get anything like that to stick to you. And in fact, you flip it back on them. You make them feel terrible. And then if you want to do the whole owning the libs, humiliate them in public and make them sound crazy because they are crazy and let the other people see them for how crazy that they are. You'll get a lot more done that way. And you, you say that is when you get into conversations and it's like you do call them out, but we yeah. often play on the left's playing field. We play on their premise. We let them define the argument. And we often lose that because now we're like, oh, well, I'm not a racist. I and mean, you have to like kind of defend that. And you're playing yeah. on their terms, you know. You feel, yeah. feel that we do that very often too much it's like oh i'm not a racist i have three black friends like nobody like no don't don't even don't even give them that no just absolutely refute that nonsense and call them a a jackass because that's how they're acting like that's literally what what the response should be every single time another example is we talk about immigration oh well you don't care about families you don't care about kids christian you're not i care about my family and my kids that i want to have i care about my family back in california care about your family in california i care about you know, my uh, friends' families all across the country, I think they'd be a lot safer if there weren't drugs into their community and there weren't people being sold into slavery all the time. Oh, you don't care about slavery, do you? Because that's why you want the borders open. Bang. Uh, it, See, know, right there, that, that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and th- <laughs> that's why I love Christian. He's out in Miami. He's just, uh, he's out there converting these leftists and and he's just doing it very quick and wittingly, but we don't often see a lot of people, they kind of get into the defensive. We're never on the offense. And so the next thing is we talk about conservatives don't wield power. Um, and this is something that I often see and you probably know is a lot of politicians will run for office and they'll be like, I'm a staunch 
America first conservative. I love our country. I love freedom. And then they don't do anything about it. And they never offer real solutions, but they run on very much. I'm a patriot. I love this country, but they never really get into solutions. And I think that's something we need to do going forward is we need people that run for office that actually offer solutions. Um, And Steve Day says in Rules for Patriots, I love this, is when self-interest is involved, solutions stump values every time. People are going to vote for what's going to make their life better. They're not going to vote, and especially right now, gas prices in much of the blue states. I know we're talking about blue state, red state. You're probably living the life in Florida, but much of the country is suffering from high gas prices. They're looking for somebody that's going to go in and say, hey, we're going to get back to energy independence. We're going to do this, this, and this. And your gas is going to, of course, be cheaper, but we've reversed everything that Trump has done. And now we've seen the Biden manifesto and it's not playing out. So I think this is a good opportunity, you think, for Republicans to actually offer solutions versus values. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. People want to know, how am I going to keep more money for my family and put food on my family's table? That's their top and number one concern. And their top and number one concern isn't, well, what do you think about what's going on in the Middle East or what's, you know, what do we got to do about? No, 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 no. Their, their immediate life right now is what matters. Those people that you're representing, their everyday life is what should be your top priority, top concern is how can you make that better? And, you know, more of them living the American dream that they're, you know, entitled to that they're supposed to live into this country. That should be your top concern is representing your constituents, not about some mamby-pamby. I'm running to take down AOC. Like, no, you live in Arizona. You're not taking down AOC. Like, what a joke. Like, that's <laughs> Joe so Collins. Many running on that right now. Joe Collins ran against Maxine Waters. Joe Collins. I'm going to beat Maxine yeah. Waters. And it's like plus 30 Democrats. And then it, it, we got a lot of grifts, you know. And it's sad to say. It, it, too much people just looking out for their own pocket and to get money. Uh, integrity is uh, hard to find. Oh, it this really point. is. And that's another thing is we got to get these grifters out of the movement, man. We got to stop it, man. We, every day I feel like there's a new grift that's being exposed. And I feel so bad because people are looking to have somebody that they have hope that will actually make the change. And they, like I said, they're offering all these values. You're like, he's perfect. He has everything. But then it's, it makes you think is like nothing's ever perfect in this world. Um, I remember last year, a uh, Major Williams ran here in California Everybody was coming around. He's like, you got to think major. You got to think major. And then all of a sudden, all the stuff started to come out that his campaign funds weren't all intact, that he wasn't even on the ballot for the recall election. I think he got like 120 votes or something like that. You got to think major, Christian. Vote for me. I'm going to change the state of California. Didn't even register, but fundraised like hell all this money from people that wanted California to change. Those people should go to jail. I'm sorry. They need to go to jail. You knowingly went and took money. Didn't even bother to put yourself on the ballot and actually run a campaign. You literally just laundered money and took people's money, hard-earned money that there's not a lot of, you know, currently at the moment in in this hard-pressed economy. So, yeah, yeah, I do have an issue with that. Yeah, and it's happening all across the country. It's not just in California, but in these deep blue states, you have these people that tag on they use the American flag. They tag on the family values, and then they get in. A, they try to get into office. These people should be primaried, and I see too often that they're using them in the wrong ways. I know Major; he was staying in the best hotels, 
he was having deluxe security service. And this is just one example of people that run in these districts that are like 15, 20, 30 point districts, Democrat, especially here in California with no real chance, but man, they do make a lot of money and it's a lot of questions about that. And that's why we got to offer real solutions. You got to be like, I'm going to get this done, this done, this done, and actually go and do it. And then the last point, Connor already touched on it already. Conservatives got to use power when they have it. That's a big solution, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's hear Christian. Like, we know we talked about some solutions, but. Yeah, there's hills that we have to die on. There are hills to die on. There has to be some. Well, we, we talk about here in California is we talk to our school boards. Okay, what's the hill to die on? Because two years ago, when they were talking about slowing the spread and going 14 days, then locking down the country, we're like, this is going to be it. We're gonna, And I was talking about this two years ago on my show was the Democrats, once they have power and once they start instituting, it's not going back. They're not going to back up on anything. And now we're no. seeing it kind of with the CDC kind of backing. But that's the CDC, which we all know where that lies. But uh, it started with the mask and then it went to double masking and went to lockdowns and then vaccines. And now we're on what our triple boost now you gotta have triple boosters to go to school like when is once the hill to die on is it now that they're pushing it you gotta get four shots maybe after the fifth shot that they inject into your newborn baby maybe that'll be the the hill to die on you know maybe after their fifth booster maybe that'll be the hill that'll finally wake people up and say maybe this has gone too far maybe this isn't you know reasonable yeah and it, it really makes me scared because they've pushed so far and have taken away so much of our freedoms and liberties that people just kind of accept it and just kind of like, okay, well, it'll just get better. You know, we'll just go back to an older version of America. But many don't know that these liberal ideas that we've allowed to go into our institutions and and into our government structure really all eventually end to where we're going, which is it all self-implodes. Um, we see our society now, like everything that's good is looked down upon. Everything that's bad is actually put upon. Vice is virtue and virtue is just bad. I mean, that's where we're at with everything now. Yeah. It's so backwards. We've been saying for the longest time, healthy living is the best combatant to COVID. And now we just finally have the CDC them saying, yeah, morbidly obese people are more at risk and you should probably like try to live healthier, you know, and you'd be less at risk of hitting COVID. It took them two years to say this. And I know we were going to talk about this. I'm actually really want to hop into this. Um, but just a quick summary of what we talked about is, again, conservatives, we can't be falling for the traps. We have to stand with conviction in what we believe in. If you believe in something, you better know it. And one thing that I've always prided conservatives knowing is, and Rush Limbaugh talked about it, is conservatives know what they believe in and they can talk about it. Leftists, they're always very much so like, well, they get into this whole long thing. We just know that, hey, we love our country. We want the best for our families. We want to be able to worship God freely and be able to have a moral, orderly society where we can live life. And so we have to stand with convictions. We can no longer concede values. We always concede values day after day after day. We are now the modern equivalent of the Democrat Party of 30 years ago. Um, And then offer real solutions, not just values. You can have as much red, white, and blue glitter and all this stuff and imagery. But if you're not going to offer solutions that are going to better my life, I don't want it. And then lastly, and this is Christian's favorite, conservatives got to wield power when they have it. 
They just got to. <laughs> so I know he got the flex in on there. We got to use it. And so a lot of our conversation started today with is our political philosophies. And I know at a future date, we're going to be having a debate very much against Christian conservative, populist conservative versus a libertarian. And I just got the definition of what a libertarian is. Uh, an advocate or supporter of a political philosophy that advocates only minimal state intervention in the free market and the private lives of citizens. And I know, Christian, one of the things you do not like are neoconservatives and libertarians. Why? Yeah. I, it's not like I necessarily – I don't like neocons. I don't like neocons because um, they don't want to win. They're losers. They've been around for so long and have yet to accomplish much of anything besides endless wars, uh, countless American deaths, and – yeah, and sucking up all of our hard-earned money into Congress and the government and constantly expanding it. Uh, libertarians, my issue is when they always want to take a moral high ground and somehow turn their idea or belief into literally like a almost a church denomination is because I saw literally Libertarian Party of Alameda County. They just said, you know, the second we call for government intervention, you know, on a private company, something like Twitter is when we stop being libertarian. Well, maybe if you just wanted to stop letting your country go to hell in a handbasket, you'd finally stand up and say enough is enough. But, you know, we, we got to stay to be a libertarian. How about we be Americans? How about we fight for our people here? You know, I don't get, put the label in the title. Screw that. How about we fight for our people? First and foremost, to have just a label, a title associated with my name. I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. If that's what that means. Then I don't want anything to be a libertarian. If that's what being a libertarian is, just stand by and let your whole country go to crap. I don't want anything to do with that. Welcome back to the Matt White Show, the last segment of the hour. Christian Clemente following all the way out from Miami. He's out here uh, on the show. It's great to have him. We've had a really good time on the show. I know we've really got into the, the weeds on why we lose and how we win going forward. And this last segment, it's a little bit more lighthearted. We're going to mingle some politics, but it's going to be a little bit more culture. Um, and it's going to be a little, we're going to minute. Um, we're going to do this very quickly. Alrighty. Three, two, one. First thing you do in Miami. Uh, Cuban food. Awesome. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Uh, the Eagles. All right. What would be your spirit animal? Uh, Peacock. All right. Superman or Batman? Uh, Batman. Ooh, okay. Bama and Georgia. Bama. All right. Most interesting person you've ever met? You got about 30 seconds. Most interesting person I've ever met? Probably Tucker Carlson. All right. Favorite political person? Uh, probably uh, Tucker Carlson. All right. And then <laughs> worst song ever. Last question. Worst song ever? Uh, it was probably Paypass by Faruko. That song's mad annoying out here. All right. You'll have to send that to me because I've never heard that. Wow, you got through all the questions um, pretty quickly. But, you know, political person for sure. Love Tucker Carlson, you know. So, Christian, I'm so happy you came on the show. I love the answers. You actually got through it. Of course, the first guest. We're still working some different things out for sure. But how can people go and find you on social media? How can we support you? You have your own show, actually. And I'm just going to let you kind of plug yourself right here. Yeah, definitely. Um, my personal 
uh, Instagram is at lightskinwonder with an underscore after the R and wonder. So you can follow me there. That's my personal. Uh, my friends and I, coworkers, we also run a podcast called Black Friday. And you can follow us on every platform at Black Friday NFS. And you can see what we do there. We're looking to get revamped and get our show starting up again and get the podcast rolling again in 2022. So those are always great discussions because they have myself and a uh, faith rep, Sonny, and then a uh, libertarian, Chris Gaffrey up in Michigan. And, you know, we always have great discussions on that. And he's always good for a good libertarian rant once a day. So it always makes things a lot more interesting. It'll be good because I really want to host this debate because I think it, I think it'd be fun. I know you and Austin always kind of, you guys butt heads quite a bit, so I think it'd be a fun debate. And then uh, it's always friendly. That's one thing people are like, "Oh, you guys are like, oh man, it's friendly as ever." I, like we're both laughing and smiling as we're saying it. But yeah, no, definitely we're definitely clashing. Yeah, because I don't have you guys ever like formally debated at all on anything. Like I brought him on Black Friday uh, months ago, and you know we we went through the discussions. I'm like, all right, so like because I had to ask him some things like, "What do you think about this, 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 and this?" Just kind of getting a base of what this and that. And I'm like, all right. Well, I disagree big time here. So like, then we have this discussion, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing you guys both on because I know you have different guests, but this would purely be like moderating. And so this is going to be like, you guys are going to go at it. Like we're going to have some key topics and just go after it and just like get into the thick of it and have some fun with it. I think it'll be fun because you guys are going to be laughing. I can just see it already. Like just going back and forth. And I think the audience is going to really like that because that's something like there's a lot of questions people have about i think it's got to be live though if we do this it's got to be live. oh yeah no we gotta have we gotta have, we gotta have all the chats going you know we'll we'll, yeah. we'll broadcast it on twitter and facebook and everywhere just because we gotta we gotta do it live so i know that's yeah. something that we're working on but we have all the stuff to do it so i think it'll be it'll be a good time and yeah we'll have a different audience because we'll have people here in california tuning in and he's from california uh no longer i think he i think he is i can't remember if he's still here or not um but he might still be but Not yeah, sure. so Christian, any last things you have to say to the audience before you uh, you head out out the road? Yeah, um, don't live in the pods, don't eat the bugs, and don't drink the soy. Follow those three things, and you're gonna live a better life, folks. Yes, you're gonna live a good life if you do those things. Appreciate Christian coming onto the program, and we'll see you guys next time.